Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I'm still kind of on a high from a great speaking engagement I had yesterday with a group of ladies who live about an hour from me, almost on the east coast of Florida. And so to my friends there at Benel and beyond, I just wanted to say a great big thank you, and I loved every minute of it. There's one thing that I wanted to cover that maybe I didn't emphasize enough, and that's because, you know, speaking to me has just become easy because I I have such a big mouth. <laughs> and my mother always said, if you could use that big mouth for something good, maybe God could use you. And so he is, and so he has, having been a teacher speaking every day, whether they wanted to hear it or not, and then having been on radio and television and now doing public speaking, but also I love the ministry side of speaking because this is where I really get to tell my heart who changed my life from the inside out. And I don't expect others to be able to get up and stand in front of a crowd and speak, although I'm really in the National Speakers Association. There are mostly people who are a whole lot better than I am at this, and they're making big bucks doing it. I never wanted the big bucks, but I did want the big reward spiritually, because what rewards me is to see a life changed just like mine had been. And so when we talk about public speaking, there's the story, of course, of the angel Gabriel, who is one of the first characters that we meet in the Christmas story, and he was sent to speak specifically and unexpectedly to Zechariah and Mary to let them know about the roles that God's story of salvation would play in their life. And Gabriel didn't speak. He didn't speak his own words, that is, but rather he shared the good news that God gave him to deliver. See, we all play different roles, and some of you have to speak at work, or maybe you're a teacher, or you lead a church group, or a Sunday school, or a community group, or scouts, or whatever it is. We're given the opportunity to speak the good news of what Christmas is really all about. And whatever your sphere of influence is, whoever you talk to today, maybe your children, your grandchildren, maybe your neighbor, it may not be a long conversation, and certainly it probably won't be a theological discussion, but it may just simply be a time to drop something off at a friend's house. Maybe you know someone who has lost a loved one this year, and you want to take them a little cake. Maybe you're a good cook. Maybe you can bake up things and wrap them in no time and think nothing about delivering a little loaf of pumpkin bread. That is a ministry. I can't cook. I can buy things and take them to people's houses, but if you want something I made, you might think twice about it. But 
one fear that most people share in all of this is the speaking part. What do I say when I take them something? Do I have to talk to people? You know what? You don't really have to. You can write them a note, think about what you want to say, and let that be your message as you deliver the gift and maybe invite them to church. Our church has little handout things that invite people to different services and a candlelight service and, you know, a day before celebration for Christmas Eve. I'm going to be in the choir for Christmas here at my church. Well, who reminds us that we are to speak? Well, it's God in his own words. But he says, I'm leaving you the power of the Holy Spirit and That part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, will lead you and guide you in every conversation. You don't even have to know what you're going to say when you go, because God said, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. And if you're shy, that is a great attractant for some people. Many people would much rather see a shy, timid, little girl, teenager, lady standing at their door, a man who's the big burly kind that comes by in their boats and talks to Bud out in the dock out here. And can they really interact and talk about God and Christmas and what it's all about? Oh, my friend, you bet they can. My husband works at a food pantry on Wednesdays. They're also on Saturdays. And there are some men there that you would not expect to be the sweet, heartfelt, gentle men that they are. Because they might have been the former drunks and partiers and, you know, the fishermen and the workers. And I learned long ago not to put expectations or parameters or anything around people to describe who they will be and what they will look like because God uses all different kinds, even me and my big mouth. So my friend, if you have not found what your particular gift is, search and seek what what are you good at? What do you do? What is your hobby? How could anybody benefit from what you do? Could you teach a child a garden? Could you share some fruit or vegetables with your neighbor? Could you bake a loaf of cake for a friend or for the down and out? Could you keep some goodies in your glove compartment that when you see somebody standing out there with a sign that says homeless need help, you can give them food, you can give them goodies. I give them a few dollars or I can get a gift certificate to a fast food restaurant. Those always can't be repaid. And that's the best kind of gift when you're not looking for a payback. When you give your gifts this year, don't think, well, what are they going to get me? Or do I have to get them something if they give me something? Or if I give them something, will they give me something bigger and better? I used to think that way. I was lost. I was a punk kid that just cared about gimme, 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 me, me, me. And now in my elderly years, I have learned it's not about me. That's the first words from Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life. It's not about you. Wow. God, thank you that as we come to you another Christmas season, however many my friend listening has been through, how many are left? We don't know. But we do know one thing. You came to this world to love us, to give us hope 
to bring light into this dark world. And as you wrap your arms around us each time we celebrate Christmas and give something to others, whether it's physically or whether we give them the gift of time or a hug or a Christmas card or an encouragement card, we thank you, God, that whoever needs something, you will ask us, you will show us this is where you can help this particular person. And God, I thank you for that. So this year, God, help me to be a better giver, to look at the needs of others, to look around me, and yes, Lord, use my big mouth, just as you did Moses when he was stuttering and didn't want to speak, and just as you did to those today who tell the good news even when they don't want to speak. God, thank you that they step out of their comfort zone. Thank you you stepped out of eternity your comfort zone, to come to this dark world for us. What less could I do? No, what more could I do? In Jesus' name. God bless you, my friends. I hope you're getting ready to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And thank you for staying on with me today. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.